to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Hi Steph, thanks for joining me today for this first podcast of mine. Hi, you're welcome. It's very good to be here as the first person. Excellent. <laughs> so what I'm really interested to know about is where did you grow up? So I grew up in the Middle East, in Bahrain, um, and I went there when I had just turned two years old. So I was born in Scotland um, and then my mum and dad and I moved to Bahrain just about the time that I turned two and lived there until I was 10. So Scotland and then Bahrain and then yep. what came next? After that, back to Scotland, um, but a couple of different parts of Scotland. Um, we lived kind of in the in Glasgow, we lived further north than that um, over the course of a few years. And then after that we moved to Northern Ireland. Um, so although that was still within the UK, that actually also felt like a very different place to be. Um, it was the mid 80s when we went there. Um, the troubles were still in full force. Um, it was quite a kind of different environment, I guess, um, to what living in Scotland had been like. Um, and then once I kind of was of an age to go to college and go to university, I, I moved back to Scotland then at that point. So the, the, the move to Northern Ireland sounds like a bit of a challenging one. It was. It was a challenging one because when we went there, I was... 14 um, and I'd really only just probably really only just started to get settled in Scotland after coming back from the Middle East that took quite a while actually for me to kind of adapt to living in the UK again after growing up in a completely different country and different environment mm. so we were off again we went to Belfast um, I was 14 which I don't think is a great age probably for moving around and starting new school and all of that kind of thing anyway. Um, yeah. It was a different kind of place um, to be because there were still regular things happening like bomb scares and the army was still present and we lived in an army town. A lot of people thought I was an army kid. I wasn't. Um, my dad's an engineer and he worked at Harland and Wolf, which is a big shipbuilding yard in Belfast. Um, but people made that assumption um, because we lived in a barracks town. And yeah, it just was a strange kind of time, I suppose. So yeah, 14 is a bit of a tricky time for anyone, I think, but with that sort of move involved as well. How did you find, um, you know, making new friends and, and adapting to school life at that time? I found it really hard, actually. Um, I mean, I suppose it, it hadn't been my choice to go there in the first place. You know, I, I mm. 
taken there um, by my parents yeah. um, because of dad's job. So there was already, I hadn't particularly wanted to go, you know, it was just mm. something that kind of happened to me. Um, and I suppose being more of an introverted person by nature anyway, I, I found it quite difficult to just integrate in and, and find my place um, there. It was a big school, much, much bigger than the one I'd been at before. Um, there was differences just in the actual education side of things, like some subjects I was ahead, some subjects I was behind. Um, it, there was all of that kind of going on. And I think at that age, people were starting to form their friendship groups, their kind of little cliques. It just seemed really hard to blend in. And yeah, it, that was it was a really difficult time for me for sure it really was the first year at least of being there was really challenging and prior to belfast you mentioned a, a couple of moves within scotland yeah uh bahrain scotland belfast that sounds like a lot of moving up rooting upheaval <laughs> Yeah, the move from Bahrain to Scotland was definitely the hardest, um, I think, because I went there when I was two years old. So all of my first memories were of being there. I couldn't remember anything about being in Scotland. So although I knew I was Scottish um, because mum and dad are, um, I didn't feel like I was um, because it wasn't a place that I had any kind of connection with. And I grew up in Bahrain and it's a very different, well, it's probably about as different to Scotland yes. as you said, in terms of the climate, the way we did things or what we did with our time, the culture, the language, everything was different. And when we came back, um, I found it such a massive, it was like being ripped out of my life and put down into a new life and mm. it was really difficult and I think it was hard as well because there was people's expectation that I had come home and that would be good for me but it didn't feel like home to me it you know I'd been to Scotland obviously lots of times to visit mm. family and all of that kind of stuff but it didn't feel like my home and so to be kind of put down there and then to this the assumption being that I was back home now and that would be nice for me just didn't feel like that at all it's very weird yeah if, if all your memories had been of Bahrain and obviously not the first two years of your life then going home to your passport country is in essence feeling like a foreigner in what's supposed to be your home which is a little challenge in itself it is. And I think at that age as well, I mean, uh, I suppose in a way kids are adaptable and, and again, it wasn't my choice. You know, we mm. went um, because of dad's job. Um, it, I suppose on the one hand, you get on with it because you're not having to deal with adulty things like mum and dad did, like finding new jobs and all of that kind of stuff. You kind of go to school and that's where you're expected to just make your life but it just felt 
really difficult. It was, I think it was the complete culture shock, but in my own home country, yeah. it was really difficult. Yeah, just didn't feel like I kind of fitted in there. So I'm going to ask you a question, um, knowing that you're Scottish and hearing that you don't have an obviously Scottish accent, what sort of reactions do you get or what sort of questions do you get around your accent? I get people asking me, where are you from? But in a kind of quizzical way, like they can't quite place it. Um, I say, I just say now I'm Scottish because that just seems like the easiest thing to say. And I, I guess, of course, I, I suppose I am Scottish, technically. Um, but I, and then I always, the next question is always, you don't have much of an accent, which then kind of feels like it requires some kind of explanation. Mm. Um, if I can be bothered, I can't always be bothered. Um, but I usually just say, yes, I am Scottish, kind of by nationality, but I haven't actually spent that much of my life in Scotland. So that's why I've got a bit of a, a mixed accent and just kind of leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's that thing, isn't it, of the, where are you from? And, and your response doesn't quite match the expectations of the person asking and then the yeah. follow-up question but where are you really from yeah and the other thing that happens a lot is people say um where are you from so if I say well I'm Scottish and then they start asking me questions about Scotland and oh how often do you go there and oh well, do you get back often to see your family and stuff like that and then it kind of opens up another thing which is well no, because I don't actually feel like that's my home and I don't really actually have that much connection with Scotland. I don't really have any family there anymore. And, and then it all just opens up another kind of strange conversation. <laughs> like, so you don't sound Scottish, but you've just said that you are. But now you're saying that you actually don't ever go there or have any connection with the place. So <laughs> what are you? <laughs> yes. Too confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Confusing, many. Definitely. Do you find that you have what is often, I think, common for third culture kids is to have, if you like, a pre-prepared catalogue of answers to the where are you from question, depending on who's asking you. So you can either say Scotland or maybe you pad that out a little bit or maybe you've got an even longer answer. Yeah, I think I probably do. And I suppose I've never actually consciously thought about it like that. But yeah, I, I think I do. Um, it's much easier now as an adult. Mm -hmm. I remember as a child, I found that question impossibly difficult to answer um, because it was just confusing. Um, but yeah, I do have a kind of stock answer. I do have a bit of a bat it away if I can't really be bothered um, going into it all answer. Yeah. And then there's certain cues if people actually show an interest that I will say more, but actually most of the time people don't. <laughs> they just kind of go, oh, okay, and just leave it at that. 
Yeah, I just want a quick answer. Do we have something in common? Yes, let's go with that. No, okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you've found this, but people really make assumptions about you as well. I've found, depending on how much you give away, they either make assumptions about your life or mm -hmm. your parents or I don't know, all sorts of different things. Um, and sometimes... I suppose, depending what mood I'm in, I, I can either feel like going into that or else not, you know, just depending. It's a kind of weird, a weird, I wouldn't say, I was going to say minefield. It's not a minefield. It's not that complicated, but I suppose it's something that other people don't necessarily have to think about. Yeah, it, it's that question, isn't it? Where are you from? It seems like such a simple question. It's only four words. Yeah. Words with multiple layers of hidden meaning. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. How do you answer it then? I think I'm the classic TCK in terms of I have my pre-prepared catalogue of answers and depending yeah. on where I am, how I'm feeling, who's asking, I, I pick out one of the... <laughs> answers and, and roll with that yeah 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 it's funny isn't it and i there's been lots of times that i've wished i could just say i'm from glasgow end of that's where i'm from that's where i grew up that's where i went to school but it just because it would just be easier yeah I, I get that too i mean i'm i'm from edinburgh you wouldn't know from my accent no. and you know I kind of clung to yes I'm from Scotland knowing that I'd been born there but nobody ever believes me <laughs> <laughs> so where would you say that you feel the most like a foreigner oh that's a good question I don't know and I think hmm I think I've probably moved to past that feeling now, I think, mm -hmm. because I feel like I've kind of established my own life now in a place mm -hmm. that I consider to be my home and kind of worked out what that means for me. And it's not attached to my roots. It's just attached to me and who I'm with and what I'm doing. I suppose I don't really have that feeling like a foreigner thing. Mm -hmm. anymore um I definitely as a child and as a kind of young teenager I always felt like a foreigner in the UK I felt like an outsider I felt different mm. but I don't feel like that now mm -hmm. that feeling is gone thankfully <laughs> yes <laughs> so home is the current state rather than where you were born and brought up sort of thing yeah, and I think I've kind of got to a place now where actually I like that because I do look at people who have been born and brought up in the same town and all their family are there and their friends are there and they can go back to their home city and see all the things that are familiar to them. And, you know, there's stuff that I grew up with that I know I'll never see again, probably. And that mm -hmm. makes me quite sad in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, 
But on the other hand, I now kind of like the fact that I don't have those ties to a place. And if I, if I wanted to just pack up my bags and move on to a new place, I wouldn't have that sense of leaving deep roots behind me um, mm -hmm. or leaving my family behind me um, or leaving the place that I've always lived behind me because I've, I don't have that. So in some mm. ways it feels quite freeing, I suppose. So a sort of liberating sense of freedom that comes with it. Yeah, yeah, I th think so. I don't feel like, you know, if I look at my husband, for example, and he's born and brought up in Norfolk, in Norwich, and, you know, he doesn't live there now because as an adult, he started moving around the UK for work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He has all those memories of when we go there, he's, there's all the nostalgia coming of places that he's been, stuff that happened in all these different places. We can't walk through the town without him bumping into someone that he went to school with or whatever. I don't have mm. any of that stuff ever. Yeah. Um, but then I wouldn't feel that pull to remain close to a place or to go back there because I haven't ever put those roots down. And yeah, I suppose I do find that quite liberating in a way. Sure. What about um, your career? Would you say that's been impacted from growing up as a TCK? Well, I don't know. But it's funny, I was thinking about this because I knew that I was going to be speaking to you and I was mm. just having a bit of a ponder about, I've thought about a lot about how it impacted me as a kid, but not so much maybe what parts of that I've taken with me into being an adult. Yeah. And I suppose in some ways, I don't think it influenced my choice of career. Really. Mm -hmm. But I suppose I was drawn to a career which would enable me to travel or live in different countries, um, even though I never did it. Mm. Um, but I think I got, uh, my previous career was working in market research and it's relatively easy to move to different parts of the world and do that job. And that was always something about it that appealed to me because I always thought at some point that that's what I would do. Um, so maybe it influenced me in that way. Um, and maybe so, because being a researcher is very much about exploring how people do things, why people do things, why people behave in certain ways and where they're coming from, from a kind of psychological perspective. So maybe there is an element of that because that's always interested me mm -hmm. from being around different types of people and different cultures. And now with your work as a coach, do you feel that it's, let's say, um, influenced your coaching? I mean, the, there's the sort of generally an ability to um, a greater level of empathy or understanding of different cultures. Do you think that's um, helped you with your coaching? I think possibly it has, yeah. I think... I think it gives you the empathy of knowing what it feels like to feel unsettled or to feel that things aren't 
just quite the way you want them to be or to have that feeling that you're a bit unanchored or unrooted even though from my coaching clients might be experiencing those feelings for different reasons the feeling is the feeling mm. um, and I know what it is like to feel like that so yeah maybe it does help bring that empathy I suppose to just feel that you're kind of slightly out of kilter with your life or what you should be doing or how you should be feeling yeah that's interesting that you say that and how, how you think you should be feeling um I think that common TCK thing of you know you're so used to having to fit into different places and thinking about how you should be in certain settings so what what techniques would you say you've used to to fit into places well I think for me um I don't know if it's a technique but certainly I'm really sure, having thought about it, that how I fitted in was almost by hanging back and becoming more of an observer than a participant in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that was because it was partly a feeling of wanting to suss things out and get the lie of the land before mm -hmm. diving into something. I think it was partly self-censorship in a way because I know I always had a feeling that if I spoke too much about the early part of my life and what my life was like which to me was completely natural and just my life if I talked about things like going to the beach all the time or everyone had a swimming pool or doing all these kind of things that you just sound like a bit of a tosser in some ways you know because that's just so far away from what other people's upbringing was like so I think I gradually I picked and, and chose picked and chose very carefully when I divulged those kind of bits of information mm -hmm. because that was a way of fitting in um, and so that kind of self-censorship, not lying, but just not volunteering certain things um, because I knew that people just couldn't relate and I, you don't want to be in a position where you're saying things that you know mean people won't be able to relate to you. So I suppose for me, a technique of fitting in was actually kind of holding back um, and, and not saying too much in a weird way so the um avoidance of being seen to be bragging about yeah. your experiences when you know to us that that's our every day but then to move into another culture whether it be the home culture or, or somewhere else um there's often that thing of oh well, you did this this and this and and there's that sense of oh you you're, you're bragging about it so yeah i totally get the holding back mm -hmm sort of yeah. sussing out the scene taking it from there yeah totally yeah and I think that's probably one of the biggest ways that it's impacted me um for sure yeah I think that even goes back to the um 
the perpetually difficult question for us, the um, where are you from, in terms of sometimes just giving a brief answer, because if you start listing all the places, then you're at risk of killing the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think especially not so much now, but still a little bit, but in my younger days, um, and certainly when we very first moved back to Scotland, if people said, where are you from? And I said, Bahrain, nobody knew where that was. You know, it's uh, not like saying America or Germany or something. Everyone just goes, what, where's that? And, you know, even that just sometimes just felt kind of, well, it, it wasn't hard to answer as in, I just said, oh, it's in the Middle East. and. But because it was a place that so few people had actually heard of, mm. it somehow made it sound more unusual or more weird or more different or something. So, yeah, it's a strange, that was a strange one as well. Yeah, I think sometimes there's a sort of underlying sort of reading between the lines when you're asked that question, there's an implication that where are you from? Well, you're obviously not from around here, which amplifies the feeling of feeling like a foreigner or, or, or somebody different yeah and it's funny how it still crops up in day-to-day -day life because cultural references for example you know there's still one that gets me on a regular basis tv programs yes. stuff from your childhood um even if it comes up in conversation now with people that i don't necessarily know that well and if i say I don't know that program or I haven't heard of it or I mentioned something and everyone I just you just get that blank look on people's faces um it kind of sparks it up again that whole thing of well what you're not from here and where are you from and yeah it's funny yeah just actually on this weekend um we were watching tv and someone in the tv program said something about going to Dairy Queen and I said to my husband oh my god when I was little going to Dairy Queen was such a treat I just loved going there and he just went what's Dairy Queen he's like <laughs> and there you go that's yes. another, another like example. it's funny isn't it that these things keep popping up from time to time even um so almost up to the end of our discussion here but just one final question is what do you think is the best thing about being a tck i think without a doubt for me it's having experienced firsthand what it's like to live in another place i mm -hmm. think it does give you insights into other cultures mm -hmm. into other ways of living you know, where I lived, it was an Islamic culture that people spoke Arabic. It was mm -hmm. really different yeah. and culturally very different. And I wouldn't change that for anything um, because I'm sure it has, I'm sure it does give you tolerance or interest or insight into how other people live their lives. And I think that's really important. And it has given me loads of cool memories of different places, you know, that I've been and 
things like that. And um, yeah, I think I would never change it. You know, definitely being a TCK does present a few challenges, but for me, the benefits of it massively outweigh the challenges. I think it just gives you a really good rounded view of the world and that the world is bigger than just the town that you live in. Absolutely, it certainly is. And that's so nice to hear. Um, we, we hear a lot about the challenges of being a TCK, but yes, the benefits, um, as you say, absolutely there. Definitely. Thank you so much for talking with me this afternoon. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been great talking to you. Thank you for having me. All right, no worries. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.